I think people have to realise that hallucinations aren't dreams and they're not night terrors or nightmares. Hallucinations are when you're actually wide awake and you can see things that's happening. This can happen to me any time of the day, but more so at night. Hi, I'm Bobby. I'm a certified caregiving consultant and educator, a caregiver support group leader, and the author of two books on caregiving. And I'm her husband, Mike and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia. Here we focus on the caregiver, offer practical insights, and share some emotional support. And we might even share a laugh or two, because we all know laughter is the best medicine. And don't forget the wine, Mike. I never forget your wine, sweetheart. And I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we didn't understand that what your dad had was Lewy body dementia until after he had passed away and we got his medical records, his final medical records from the VA hospital. It's often misdiagnosed and lack of recognition even today. We had never heard of Lewy body dementia until we actually saw it in the records and nobody at the VA had mentioned it either, right? Well, because I was, I think I was more involved in the dementia world at that time than you were, I had heard of it, but I certainly didn't connect it with, with what was going on with Dad. But he had so many things going on with him, it just kind of got lost in the mix. Um, but it did make sense once we actually got that diagnosis, even though he had already passed, because a lot of his behaviors fit right into that. And that brings us to today's guest. Since his diagnosis with Lewy body dementia, he has founded the Purple Angel Dementia Awareness Campaign in the UK. In 2013, the Purple Angel Dementia Campaign started out as a local campaign to make the town of Torbay the first dementia-friendly resort in the UK. Within 12 months, Purple Angel Dementia was worldwide and today has over 1,100 Purple Angel ambassadors globally. We are very pleased to welcome Mr. Norm McNamara. Good afternoon, or good morning, Norm. I don't know which it is there, but... (laughs) It's uh, good afternoon. It's about uh, 4 p.m. here. Um, Norm, as I mentioned when we we talked earlier, um, I first heard you speak at the Toronto Conference on Dementia and Dementia Care. Um, And I have to say that the people that were in the audience with me were so taken with your presentation and your ability to, to speak on it. So many people with Lewy body dementia aren't as articulate as you are. Um, I know there's a woman in Australia who also seems to present Lewy body similar to what you do. Um, have you heard in your working with people um, how many people with Lewy body dementia are able to do things as well as you do? Yeah, yeah. They, um, I'm actually just a youngster at this, believe it or not. Um, I'm in touch with, obviously, with with what we do all over the world. I'm in touch with people all over the world. And there are many people who's lived with this disease and Alzheimer's disease and uh, vascular disease for 15, 20 years. So as I'm now in my 10th, 11th year, I'm actually quite a youngster compared to some of them. I mean, Kate Swaffer, might be the lady you mean in Australia. And um, she, two years ago, passed a doctorate. Yeah. At university, you know. <clears throat> and I think it's it's just it's just the way it goes. Is There's no rhyme or reason to it. 
some progressing slower than others. I had a, my annual review with my psychologist uh, yesterday on the phone because of COVID. Um, we can't do it face to face. And he said, he said, you know, because yours is progressing so slow, that's the reason why you're doing so well. He said, but you're also doing so many other things like doing Zooms like this, like doing conferences, uh, writing books, writing blogs. You know, I always keep myself busy. And uh, and plus I have a, I'm the biggest optimist in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have that kind of attitude. Well, you know, um, if life throws your lemons, I believe, they say in America, they, you make lemonade. <laughs> you know, so that's what we've done within the family. Um, when I was first diagnosed, uh, I did the usual. I threw my toys at the pram. I had tantrums. I, I had all sorts of, um, of um, troubles. But then my family sat me down and said, well, you can look at this two ways. You can either let it ride and let it envelope you and let it take over you, or you can get off your backside and, and fight it. Now, uh, Norms, take us through um, your your diagnosis. Uh, if I remember correctly, it wasn't diagnosed correctly at first. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Perfectly correct, yeah. I was actually diagnosed with Alzheimer's at the beginning. And um, because... A year or so later, the hallucinations and the night terrors presented themselves so bad. My wife was a or is a caregiver, uh, but she was a professional one for 30 years. And she could see the signs and she knew for well it wasn't Alzheimer's. She knew it was Lewy bodies. Um, so she took me back to the um, psychiatrist and we got a specialist in from Newcastle, which is up, the up country. And he said, no, there's no way. He said, this is... This is Lewy bodies, this isn't Alzheimer's. And then I started to realize that there are thousands like me who, because they're clearly all Alzheimer's, it's easy to say that. It's easy to diagnose yeah. right. because not that many people know that much about Lewy bodies. There's some great research in it these days, but not that many people know about it. So it's easy to give people an Alzheimer's diagnosis, but that's also very dangerous. Right. Now, as you know, I, I follow you on Facebook, and I have for a while, and I know the thing, it, it seems the thing that's most distressing to you is the hallucinations. Can you talk about that for a while? Yeah, I think people have to realize that hallucinations aren't dreams, and they're not nightmares or nightmares. Hallucinations are when you're actually wide awake, and you can see things that's happening. This can happen to me any time of the day, but more so at night because of sundowning. I mean, if I had my way, I'd put sundowning on the national school curriculum. <laughs> so everybody would understand what it meant, you know, <laughs> just to educate people because kids get it. Kids, adults don't, uh -huh. kids get it. But my hallucination, they conform in many, many ways. Um, usually the family orientated, and I'm usually being attacked by somebody or I feel as though my family's being attacked. So I will jump out of bed, I will fight, I will shadow box. Elaine has found me many times scrambling at the floor, digging at the floor, because I've seen children being thrown down the well. Oh, how oh, terrible. And I've been trying to save the children out of the well, and I've been screaming and shouting. And it takes me quite a while to come out of these, or Elaine coaxes me out of them generally. But on the other side, 
I've been sat at home and, and I've seen rabbits coming through the patio doors. Now, I always tell this when I sell my presentations, if you know my wife, you'd know there isn't any chance on earth that we would have house rabbits. <laughs> so house grade, it would, it would never happen. But Elaine being a courier for most of her life, when I could see these rabbits in the house, I said, what are these doing here? And Elaine said, no worries, don't worry. And she skewed them out and shut the patio door, which is what we call distraction techniques. Right. And all was well. Well, fast forward that three months, and I'm stood up doing a presentation in front of 150 people at a, a very large care home in the afternoon. And as I looked down on my right-hand side, I saw this rabbit come hopping in. And I looked at the rabbit, and the rabbit looked at me, and I thought, I don't need this. Do you know? And I looked at Elaine, and Elaine looked at me and said, I can see it as well. And what it had done, it had escaped from pet therapy. Oh, no. <laughs> Come bouncing into the room. <laughs> oh, so what a moment that must have been. Oh, yeah, everybody was up and up, you know, laughed at you, you know, because, and I've told this story so many times since, because it's not always about the bad things. Right. Now, you... You know, we, we, we try not to concentrate. The hallucinations are horrendous. Yeah. And I wouldn't wish him on my worst enemy. They are worse than any X-rated film you've ever seen. I'm gradually getting worse. But, One of the things that uh, um, I saw with my father-in-law, um, would he be on his hands and knees trying to catch something? You know, he'd have his hands cupped and he would be trying to catch something. Yeah. Um, or he would uh, be spinning like a ballerina in his, in his room. And we just, you know, we didn't understand what that was about. Yeah, I've, I've, I've lay in bed catching snow. I wrote a poem about it, catching snow in the bedroom in my hands. Mm. It was the most wondrous thing I'd ever seen. But it obviously wasn't real, but it was to me at the time. Right. You know, um, it manifests in very, very different ways on depending on the... I have a theory about dementia. I'd love to hear it. I think why the reason why they haven't found a cure yet, I think that there's not just dementia, and there's not just Alzheimer's and Lewy bodies. I think the strains of Alzheimer's and I think the strains of Lewy bodies. And I think different strains project different outcomes. Absolutely. You know, no case is the same. And any advice we offer to caregivers may work for some and have no effect or be detrimental to others. We just, we're all what I call creative problem solving on the run throughout the whole thing. Yeah, of course, of course, I do. I believe it's like the flu. They've never found a cure for the flu because there's so many different strains of it. I honestly think that the scientists are looking in the wrong place. I think they should start to look and see how many strains of Lewy bodies there is or how many strains of Alzheimer's there is and then start to separate. But I'm just a humble <laughs> ex-manager. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> but you live with it. You, you live with it. But I live with it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I want to ask you about um, the uh, Purple Angel. Purple, an Purple Angels. Now, I read that in 2013, you started out with about 50 ambassadors, and now you're over 1,100. Talk to us about 
say what an ambassador, Purple Angel ambassador is and how does one become one if they so choose? Yeah, of course, yeah. In 2013, we launched the Purple Angel. There was 50 of us that started. It was our seventh birthday last week. And um, we've had seven years of it now. And we now have over 1,200 ambassadors all over the world. And it is really one of the most simplest things that you can do. You can apply to become a Purple Angel ambassador if you have dementia or if you're a caregiver or a courier as we call them in the UK, or you work within that area, or you're a family member who's had something with dementia. And all we want you to do is raise awareness. You know, we will not give you a big, every, each and every one of us is a volunteer. Not one of us has ever taken a wage. We're quite unique in the UK like that because we've done so much around the world, but we've never taken a penny for what we've done. We all do it because we're passionate about what we do. And because we love what we do, we love raising awareness and helping. So we always say to people, it's not a paid job. It's something you want to do from the heart. And it is really, really all about raising awareness, having a look on our website, seeing what we've done in the past. Uh, Purple Angel Cities, Purple Cities in America. You know, many cafes in America, right. many cafes all over the world. Uh, world Rock Against Dementia. Once a year, you know, 23 countries join in every year and more this year, hopefully. We had to cancel last because of COVID, which was devastating, but understandable. And it is really just, just apply to us and explain why, uh, in 200 words, why you'd like to become a Purple Angel Ambassador. And um, if at all possible, we will make it happen. That's wonderful. Now, Norm, we have talked about how difficult it is to for even doctors to diagnose Lewy body. And since you are living with it, can you um, talk with our listeners a bit about some of the other symptoms that you have that might lead a carer or another family member to recognize Lewy body? Yes, of course. That's just record. Yeah, Lewy bodies and obviously other dimensions, but I think in general, um, what I used to do when I was going to work, into a presentation, right? I used to say to five, 600 people, hands up, how many people in this room have walked into a room before and thought, mm, what have I come in here for? Yeah. And <laughs> we've yes. all done it. Huh? And nearly every hand goes up. You know, nearly every hand is raised. But I say, right, oh, that's not dementia. Right. That's forgetfulness. That is the difference. If you start forgetting your wallet, your watch, your phone, don't start worrying about it, thinking you've got dementia, it's the end of the world. When you think, or if you think a loved one has got dementia, is when it starts affecting their life skills, which means when they sit there for the lunch and they have a knife and fork in front of them, but they've forgotten what to do with the knife and fork. When they get up in the morning and they try to put the shirt on, They've forgotten how to button the shirts or even to put a shirt on and just walk out with nothing on, which is, happens quite regularly. When I've done presentations, I've been in my suit, shirt, tie, shoes. But I always say to people, I didn't put these on because I've forgotten how to tie shoelaces. I know I've slip-ons. I don't know how to button shirts. I don't know how to cross the road. I have to have my wife and co with me 24-7 a day. 
And even though I know I can't do these things, I get so frustrated when I try because I can't remember. And that's how you know the symptoms of dementia, whether it's Lewy bodies or not, it's not just forgetfulness. It's about losing your life skills. It's about getting in the car and having the keys in your hand thinking, what do I do with these? Why have I got these in the hand? You know, it's about how, you know, walking out without any socks on because you, you, you don't think you haven't put them on. It's not about thinking, oh my goodness me, where have I put my wallet? Or, you know, will I come in here for scratching your head? That's what dementia is. Uh, with me personally, I started off with symptoms. I actually set the kitchen on fire twice uh, because I enjoy cooking. Not that I'm a bad cook. I just, I just thought I'd get that out of the way. Truly because I'd sat down and forgotten about it. Mm. And the toast started to burn and the chop started to burn. And after the second time, um, my wife started to notice there were things, other things going wrong. You know, I'd forgotten how to use the remote TV control. You know, I couldn't use that. I used to sit and stir at my dinner. I wasn't quite sure. Apparently, I sit to my left, and nobody has any idea why. I now have the knife and fork in different hands. I am naturally right-handed, but I have it in the other hands now. Huh. And it was little things like that that made Elaine say, hang on a minute, there's something wrong here. But it was when I went back to my hometown in Bolton, and I couldn't remember my house or where we lived. That That's what did it. Mm -hmm. That's what did it. And as soon as we came back to Toy Bear, she took me straight to the doctors. So I think if the listeners would like to know the difference, it is not forgetfulness. It is about losing your lifetime skills. It's about what you've learned to, what you've learned to use over your life. But then you start to forget them. You know, do not panic if you forget your phone. I, I remember the time that you couldn't, and I forget which granddaughter think, it was. You know, I've been you caregiving remember, for a while, yeah, and I'm you like, remember oh, my Rachel's God, name. it's happening. And she was, uh, you know, you know. And <laughs> I said to her, honey, remember when our kids were little? You couldn't remember their names? You went through the whole laundry list, including me, when you were trying to yell at one? Oh, wow. <laughs> Are went, you blessed? It's, it's, it's a worldwide thing. We have nearly 30 grandchildren. Wow. And great-grandchildren. And if Elaine's telling me off, by the time it's come to me, she's probably forgotten what she's telling me off by anyway. <laughs> you know? But we say, I say in my presentation, and they don't if you say to it. a little girl, a little boy, a little girl, what did you have for lunch today? Don't know, I forgot. Don't know, I forgot. You know what I mean? It's, you know, they all do it. You don't worry about it. Right. No, no, I... I, I'm convinced that my so children have so many children just to keep my eye on the ball. dementia versus, you know, forgetfulness. <laughs> um, but specifically to Louis body, because there are people out there who are who are new to caregiving and have been told dementia and really don't understand that dementia is a form of brain disease and Louis body is one of them. Is Other than the hallucinations, are there symptoms specific to Louis body that would help somebody recognize it? That sometimes you will get shakes like you do in Parkinson's. Um, Parkinson's and lower bodies is very closely connected. And sometimes you'll get shakes. And other times um, you will get what I call, uh, what did I call it now? Mm -hmm. It wasn't an away day. It was, 
you get lost for a minute. You go into a catatonic stir for a minute or two minutes and I can't hear anything or see anything apart from what I'm actually seeing. And no matter how much shouting, I still can't hear you. I mean, I'll just suddenly snap out of it. Yeah. You know, that's uh, another sign. Lurry bodies is a, is a strange monkey of a disease. You know, there's no two ways about it. Um, doing things out the ordinary, most people with dementia do, but this is why I've said all along that, uh, mm-hmm. that I've, I've met so many people with diagnosis of Alzheimer's who do things that I do. And I think, you know, they've not got Alzheimer's, they've got Lewy bodies. And it could be very dangerous because the drugs out there make a difference. Right. And vice You know, versa. you can be given drugs for Lewy bodies, but if you're given drugs for Lewy bodies when you've got Alzheimer's, it could have an adverse effect. And vice versa. And vice, yeah, and vice versa. And this is why we, we, we implore people and doctors and clinicians and consultants out there to, you know, get this diagnosis right before you give it because they're telling people that they've got a terminal it's disease long term there's no known cure for dementia illness. as upsetting as that is that's a fact so when you're sat in that consultation and when you're sat in that consultation room and that doctor says you've got dementia he might as well say you're dying we don't know when we don't know how we don't know how long but that's what's happening until we find a cure so if they're going to tell you that make sure they give you the right diagnosis of what type of dementia. If I could give your listeners any advice, when they get diagnosed or they think they've got dementia, they must insist that they ask what type of, because that is so important. And that will make a huge difference. Mike, you remember with your dad, the medications, because they didn't recognize Lewy body for so long. If they gave him a medication and said that the side effects would be um, and right. make you sleepy, he'd be up for three yep. days. <laughs> Drowsiness. Whatever it was, he reacted completely he'd opposite. So there was a lot of medication that actually caused difficulties for him and, and for us as his caregivers. I went downhill very fast uh, when I was first diagnosed with Alzheimer's to the point where I was stumbling everywhere. I sounded like I got a stutter. I sounded like I got a speech impediment because I couldn't get my words out like this. I certainly couldn't talk like this. And it wasn't until my wife literally dragged me back to the psychiatrist and said, this is not right. And they put me on the medication and I'm now. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, my wife got a husband bike and the grandchildren got the granddad bike because it made such a difference. Nobody knows how long it will last. Nobody will know, you know, how long I've got. Um, But I will never apologise for being well. (laughs) Right. You you wouldn't go up to somebody who's been given two years to live with cancer after three years and say, why have you not died? (laughs) You know, you'd say, well done. You know, and yet when people see people like me, who's in her 10th, 11th year with Lou bodies, they say, it's not possible. Well, why not? Well, there are many people who are living with um, Lewy body and Alzheimer's and some of the other forms of dementia for 10, 15 years or more. Um, And we are blessed, Norm, that you are who you are at the stage that you are. 
because you're out there making huge difference in people's lives every single day around the world. Well, you, it, we, only because of the, the purple angel, the, the, the thing behind the purple angel is to help as many as possible. Yep. And that's what, that's what, brought, that's what brought us together. I've always said, at the end of my presentations, I always said to people, one day when the cure for dementia is found, mm -hmm. and I do believe a cure will be found, I couldn't do what I do every day if I didn't have that hope. But the most ironic thing is, guys, on the day that cure is found, dementia itself will then just become a memory. How ironic is that? I know. Uh, I don't know if you... I don't know if you were, did you listen to the conference in Toronto or were you just there for your presentation? Because Dr. McNamara, who was there and had a different different view on how research should be, one of the things that stuck with me was, it seems right now. difficult now, but once we have the answer, it's going to appear so simple. It did for all of the other diseases. And he encourages people to look at it in a different way and try to find um, a, a solution that is, it's definitely evading us and possibly because we're not looking in the right place. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Dr. Philip, Philip McMillan. McMillan. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we share the same views because that's why I, I talked about the different strains of dementia. And I do think they are looking at the wrong place. So yeah, it's probably good advice by himself. Well, um, Norm, real quick, um, before we wrap this up, uh, the uh, Purple Angel uh, organization does a World Rocks Against Dementia. And I saw that that is somehow associated with the Alive Inside organization. Yeah, yeah, we're great friends. Yeah, so the Alive Inside is where I got my certification as a music therapist. All right. So, um, right. how how is that relationship? That relationship's brilliant. Wayne Mesco, unfortunately, is quite poorly at the moment. Um, he has he has problems. He's very ill at the moment. No, no. But yeah, he's um, he's got. I think it's kidney trouble and that, but I think it's kidney failure. I'm not too sure. But um, if you do, if you are listening to this word, God bless you. And, you know, Godspeed. Get well soon. Um, um, how it came about was I created something in the UK called Dementia Awareness Day, or DAD, you know, for mm -hmm. short, uh, which caught on in the UK. And then I'd heard about Alive Inside. So I contacted Alive Inside a few years ago and I said, This is syllabus. I said, Because you're doing that in the States, we're doing this here. The Purple Angel is, is now on all over the world now. Why don't we put the two together? Why don't we call it World Rock Against Dementia instead of just RAD, Rock Against Dementia? Right. Uh, but they do still keep the RAD in America, you know, because that's where right. it started. Um, so I had a word, we, we chatted with Wayne and Michael and people like that, and we come to a great agreement, and we've never looked back since. So from starting with little air coins and little concerts in America and a, a few concerts in the States. We now have concerts all over the world on the weekend of the end, the last week in March right. of every year. And it's over 23, 24 countries. Thousands of people are involved in this. 
But the beauty of it is it doesn't matter if it's a concert at Hyde Park. It doesn't matter if it's a concert in some American stadium. It doesn't matter if you're playing music at home and having a cream tea with friends or a sandwich. The thing is you're playing music on that day and you're sharing the experience of either knowing somebody and celebrating their lives, especially if you've lost somebody. And that's the idea. And we came together and we're now in our sixth year now. Right. Last year we had to cancel. But anybody out there who would like, we do have a Facebook page, World Rock Against Dementia 2021. And if anybody would like to just show their interest and share with us what they're doing, that's all that we ask. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us what you're doing on the day. It doesn't matter if there's two of you or there's 20 of you. Tell us what you're doing and we have a worldwide map printed for each and every one of you. And we, if you have a poster, if you're in an organisation and you haven't, we've already got posters sent in now, ready for 2021. You know, if you have a look at them, they're fantastic. And there's a few from, um, from Alive Inside as well. You know, so it's a great team that we've come together like that because we've got the same aims and we know that music works. Yes, we do. Now, I want to... I want to close with something a little bit funny. You talked about going into a room and forgetting why you came into the room. Yep. I saw something one time where it said, what's really happening is, is when you went into the room, there was an <laughs> alien in there and you caught him. It's as good and as so the answer is, is any. He erased your memory so he could get away. <laughs> <laughs> it's as good as answers any. Yeah, yeah it's, it is. I mean, I have my daughter, and um, they're, they're, they're fully on board. Good my for kids. her. <laughs> <clears throat> and now and again, she'll say, oh, no, 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 no. Just because your brain's not wired up right, you're not getting away with that. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> uh, but they do keep you grounded. The children do keep you yes, grounded. Yes, they do. Well, Norm... But I'm convinced that half of them have no idea what we do <laughs> around the world. They think we just run this memory cafe and talking. You know, and so be it. You know, that's all we need. Well, Norm, it's been great having you on. You are such a delight. Um, I, I, I feel inspired having talked to you uh, as a musician, wanting to look at maybe getting something going for the uh, World Rocks in uh, 2021. But also, I just feel your attitude is, is infectious, and, and I appreciate it. So I wanted to thank you thank for you that, so and it was awesome having you on. Thank you so much. I'm I'm glad we got introduced, even if it was remotely, back in Toronto, and that when we reached out to you, that you were, you know, eager to do this, and we will stay in touch. Thank you so much, Norm. Yeah, and I would like I would like to invite you both and Hal to become Purple Angel ambassadors. Absolutely. Sure. That would be wonderful. We can sort that out over the internet. Okay. Sure. So, wow, Mike, like you said, he is definitely an inspiration and a delight and, and a character. Yeah. And uh, um, sharing what he did about, you know, children's reaction to um, sundowning being more accepting than adults, I think, is one of the things that stuck out to me. Yes. And I, I thought he gave a great talk about here's what your normal forgetfulness is and here's what to look for when you have dementia and what those very, very significant differences are. I think that was a aha moment for a lot of our listeners. 
Well, that's something that has to re be repeated all the time because there's always new people coming into this caregiving world. Right. And as, as many times as we say it, we still have to keep saying it over and over. He was also uh, emphatic about making sure your diagnosis is correct. And as we've talked before and talked with him, the medications for one is detrimental to the other. So you have to really push to make sure that the dementia um, uh, flavor is the <laughs> correct flavor that um, you're treating. Absolutely. Well, you can find out more information about Norm on our show website at rogerthat.show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.